Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the morning jam. There's a carrot top that can barely walk with a sippy cup of milk. A little blue eyed blonde with shoes all wrong because she likes to dress herself. And the most beautiful girl holding both of them. Yeah, the view I love the most is my front porch looking in. Me too. It's the morning jam. I'm Janet Rose. Keep our numbers handy, 866-916-3776. Hope you're going to give us a call and participate in the show today because we got a lot to talk about. A uh, good start to the morning with some Lone Star on there, singing about what's really important this morning. And uh, one of them has a birthday coming up in a little bit as well. Uh, our thought of the day for this Tuesday is this. Sometimes... It's more important to discover what you can't do than it is what you can do. That way you know what to not to waste your time on. <laughs> That's a lesson you learn maybe a little later in life. When you're mm. your age, you don't really appreciate. No. It just annoys you. <laughs> There's some things I can't do that I already know. That you just accept. Okay. Well, that's good. When I was your age, I, I wanted to try it all, and I got really okay. peeved with myself if I couldn't do this, it. This is the embodiment of it. I wanted to work in sports, or I, I wanted to be an athlete, clearly, based off of my life. And then I played baseball and basketball, and I quickly <laughs> realized I can't be an athlete, and hence... <laughs> but you can be an athletic supporter. <laughs> yes, and hence the sports journalism career I've decided to take, which has led me to a morning news show. You do sports in the afternoon. I do, I do, I do. But just, I mean, that's, I was just joking. It's a long and winding path, my friend. Well, yeah, my first job was a country 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 music station, but they had local sports. But. Right. Yeah, you. The, that's called paying your dues, right there. My first show was a bluegrass show. Bing, 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 bing. And I love acoustic music, but some of the bluegrass, I either really like it or it makes me want to, you know, gouge my ears out. So there's a very fine line there. Uh, here is your Mind Jam trivia today. You guys ready? Uh, the text number is 434-248-0704. When you give this to someone, it is viewed as an expression of respect and civility. Money. When you, oh, there, hey. If you, want, if you respect <laughs> Nothing me. Nothing says I respect you <laughs> like some cold, hard cash. I mean, if, if you all respect me, just... Let me know. <laughs> uh, when you give this to someone, it's viewed as an expression of respect and civility. That is your Mind Jam trivia. Send us those answers in at 434-248-0704. You can text those in to us. Or if you want to call the toll-free number, we'll take it that way as well. On this day in history, in 1935, we got the first canned beer. It was sold by an American company, Kruger Brewing Company, and it was called Kruger's Cream Ale, which does not sound like beer at all. It sounds like a soda to me, but either way. In 1940, The Grapes of Wrath, directed by John Ford, based on the John Steinbeck novel of the same name, starring Henry Fonda, is released. A marvelous classic movie. In 1950, Jackie Robinson is signed to the highest contract in Dodger history, making a whopping $35,000, which in 1950 wasn't too bad. Not too shabby. You want to guess how much is the most expensive contract now? No, because they're all just stupid, ridiculously high. I'll just pull it up. Like a $10 million or something? What? No. 
See, that's just oh. Twelve I, years, four hundred and twenty-six point five million dollars. I was I was talking like not not for the career. I was talking oh, like a year. Oh, thirty-five point five million dollars. Okay. But Aaron Judge just passed that actually. He's getting um that's, I think thirty-six million dollars. I'm sorry, there's nobody worth that. But that's just me. That's just my opinion. Thirty-seven, actually. Nineteen seventy-two. Columbia Records releases Paul Simon, the second studio album by uh, American singer-songwriter, which includes a mother and child reunion and the Queen. Sing the Queen of Corona. See me and Julio down by the schoolyard. Yeah, you and Julio. See me and Julio down by the schoolyard. Doing things maybe you shouldn't be doing. Not probably could be the case in 1984 apple computer unveils its revolutionary macintosh personal computer that weighed like 1000 pounds i mean it was pretty cutting edge at the time but compared to today's computers pretty clunky and then in 2011 the second album by adele is released it was a big one 21 and won grammys in the british album of the year and the billboard album of the year Big, big hit for her. Uh, got lots of birthdays today. Singer-songwriter Neil Diamond is turning 82 years old. Sweet Caroline, Are you so sure good. singing wasn't the thing that you wanted to go? I know I can't for? do that either, but come on, <laughs> it, you have to do that to Sweet Caroline. It's true, you do. It doesn't matter if you can sing. Everybody just gets in there and belts it out. Uh, also turning 82 today is singer Aaron Neville. Oh, my gosh. What a voice. Uh, he is also 82 today. He's got some pipes on him. No doubt about it. Uh, also having a birthday today is Mary Lou Retton. She was quite the firecracker back in the day. Still is. She is turning 55 years old today. And actor Ed Helms is having a birthday today. Of course, he's been in a, a ton of movies. But we probably first fell in love with him as he played Andy on The Office. Polish off a few people's empties. Some brewskis. Some jello shots. Do some body shots off myself. Pass out. Wake up the next morning. Boot. Rally, more SoCo, head to class. Probably would have gotten expelled if I let it affect my grades, but I aced all my courses. They called me Ace. It was totally awesome. Got straight Bs. They called me Buzz. He had a lot of nicknames back in the day. Tuna. Uh, tuna. Big Tuna. That was Jim's nickname. Uh, actress Tatiana Ali is having a birthday today. She turns 44 years old, probably best known as playing Ashley on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. This was probably the first time I ever saw her. It was when Will was teaching her how to fight at school. Mind your business, that's all. Mind your business. Back up! Back up! Mind your business, that's all. Just mind your business. <laughs> she was so little. Uh, but she was pretty adorable. Uh, also having a birthday is singer Ray Stevens. He is turning 84 years old today of course he also did a lot of really funny songs as well which we've played on the show from time to time uh, and then finally jules holland is having a birthday today if you're an 80s baby you know who squeeze was jules is turning 65 years old 
And, of course, we started the show out with some Lone Star. Keach Rainwater of Lone Star is turning 60 years old today. If you're just joining us, we always do a Mind Jam trivia in the morning. Just kind of get your brain going. Our question today was this. When you give this to someone, it's viewed as an expression of respect and civility. We want to know, what are we talking about? When you give this to someone, it's an expression of respect and civility. Trey said money, which, you know, I don't necessarily disagree with. I'm just saying, I don't disagree with you. I I think it's very respectful. Uh, Candy says, give a handshake. That's a good one. Uh, Your undivided attention. Okay. That's a good answer as well. Uh, greeting, greeting. Okay. We're going to have the answer coming up in just a little bit. Saying something nice to someone. There you go. That's right. Um, we also have a lot of stories to cover today, including Kroger is in some hot water uh, facing a legal battle after tons of employees are saying they've experienced some major payroll problems from not getting paid on time to deductions being done wrong, not getting their overtime. So that's not a good sign uh, for Kroger. So we've got that uh, coming up in a little bit. Also, uh, Virginia Senate panels talking about gun bills. We'll break those down and see if you agree or disagree with some of the things that they're asking for. And then an interesting story about a forest man who has invented... Finblock, a device that blocks the flow of fentanyl from patches. He's 73 years old, and he lives uh, right in our region here. So we'll take a look at that story coming up in a little bit. Lots of stories, both good and bad. Local, regional, national, we've got them all for you. Coming up on the Morning Jam, a little more Lone Star for your Tuesday. Hope you're having a good start so far. Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the Morning Jam. Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the Morning Jam. She don't know she's beautiful. She don't know she's beautiful. No, she's not that She don't know she's beautiful. Though time and time I've told her so. Little Sammy Kershaw this morning. She don't know she's beautiful. So there you go. So she might not take well to today's answer to our Mind Jam trivia, which was, you give this to someone, it's viewed as an expression of respect and civility. The answer we were looking for was a compliment. It's National Compliment Day, which is evidently has been around for quite some time. Giving me money is a compliment, so I'll take that as a win. Oh, of course you will. Uh, Here's the compliment by the numbers. 40% of compliments are accepted by women. 22% of women, uh, that's the number of women who accept compliments from other women. 61% is the percentage of women who say compliments embarrass them. 47% are the number of women who say compliments make them uncomfortable. 55% of women who say they don't want to draw attention to themselves 
through compliments. 38% is uh, the percentage of women who think the words weren't meant sincerely. And then 63% is the percentage of men who accept compliments. You know, we need to learn to be able to be gracious about accepting compliments. Because if you're not careful, you look kind of fake, like you've got false modesty. You know, if you're like, oh, no, gosh, just accept it. Be gracious about it and, and, you know, accept it. Of course, now I've been around some people who are like the Eddie Haskells of the group. So they, you just constantly feel like they're saying stuff that they don't, Who is they Eddie don't really mean. Really. You're yes. in radio. You should know some of the classic things. Leave it to Beaver. He was the little punky neighbor who, I, I mean, I, even I, I'm too, uh, I'm too young for Leave it to Beaver, but I know who Eddie Haskell is because he was always, he was your friend that always got you in trouble. But when he was around your mother, he was like, oh, hello, Mrs. Lyle. You're certainly gotcha. looking wonderful okay. today. Smack. Uh, Trucker Allen says he accepts compliments. Very well, thank you. Okay, that's a good thing, I guess. Kimberly McBroom's going to be coming up at the bottom of the hour. She's going to have some stories that uh, she is working on, uh, including, let's take a look. You sent those to me. Uh, Withful Police, they're searching for a man uh, who made a bomb threat at Walmart. West Virginia police are asking the public for help locating a missing Taswell man. And Glenn Youngkin has announced his tax cut plan. So she's going to be taking a look at all of those on the way. Well, I mentioned the Kroger story. Kroger is in hot water and they're facing a legal battle after literally hundreds of employees are saying they're having some major payroll problems. And they say they've been having them for months now. This is the lawsuit that a union group of Kroger employees filed against the company. They say they've had problems uh, with their pay- paychecks starting in 2022 when Kroger introduced a new payroll system. Oh, Lord. Anytime you introduce something new like that, you're going to have issues. Um, the payroll system is called My Time. Matthew Handley, an attorney working on the case, said the system rollout has been nothing short of a disaster. They say, I know, shocking. Really? <laughs> shocking, I know. Especially the the level of kind of rollout that is. They have so many employees, and it's not just Kroger that they own. They own Ralph's and a lot of others, too. Uh, they say it ranges from improperly deducted taxes, which could really cause you a problem as we get closer to tax time. All those uh, papers are due here very shortly. By the 31st, you should be getting those in. Uh, and a lack of overtime pay, which I'm sure really ticked off some people. And some employees are saying they went weeks without getting a paycheck at all. And the biggest problem, the, these uh, employees are saying, that they haven't really fessed up to the scope of the problem. They've been very slow in trying to get people paid what they're owed. Uh, they say they've recognized... Uh, had they recognized the problem right away and taking care of their workforce, they don't think the lawsuit would have happened at all and said it's completely unacceptable, especially for a nationally recognized employer like Kroger. One of the lead plaintiffs is an Appomattox employee from Kroger 
His name is Donald Austin. He said he went for four weeks without getting a paycheck. That's a problem. You know, you go a month without paycheck, then chances are you got some bills that aren't getting paid. Um, They're saying that they believe this is a clear violation of the law. Um, There are wage payment laws that require employers to pay their employees on a biweekly period, and that just hasn't happened here. They're hoping that this lawsuit will make sure Kroger fixes the problems and pay employees what they're owed, but somebody's got to pay the the lawyers. Who's going to pay for that? I guess the union. I guess their dues are paying for that. Um, Kroger has been reached out to um, and received kind of a curt response saying, we are not committing on uh, commenting on this lawsuit. So there you go. Might, might want to get on that, Kroger. Because you're running, like, ads to hire people. Nobody's going to want to work if you're not going to pay them. That seems like the the low standard of the least of what people are expecting with things like that. We also have a Virginia Senate panel. We're going to be talking about this in a little bit. Have you followed this at all? And what are your thoughts on some of these uh, gun bills that went through yesterday democratic led virginia senate panel voted to advance a range of gun control bills including legislation meant to address the recent shootings at the university of virginia and newport news elementary school now a lot of people are going here we go again um you know the minute something like this happens they head into this wanting to change things and do a gun grab. That's what the standard line is. But let's take a look at what is really going on here and whether or not, lots of times they'll do these things, but we already have things in place that are addressing the things that they say they're addressing. What? Are you saying it's a show? (laughs) Dog and pony show. Um, The Senate Judiciary Committee signed off on measures that would tighten storage regulations. And would ban most guns from college campuses. I don't think that's a good idea. I can tell you right now that I disagree with that. 100% I disagree with that. Because then your kids aren't going to be able to carry and be protected. But then the bad guys who are going to ignore the rules are going to bring the guns on campus. But so that's most schools already don't allow you to carry guns on campus no there's a lot of schools that let you carry i know no i know there are some okay i let's put it this i went to a school that exactly but i think they had a really big reason why well i i I guess because you went to tech yeah um but that being said if some of those liberties is an open carrying perhaps he wouldn't have killed so many people at tech so it, it depends on how you're looking at that for sure um, but you know, my, my kids have concealed carries. They've been trained and, um, especially my daughter, I, I would not be okay with that. Um, it says, uh, they were saying the bills would save lives and hopefully provide a layer of comfort or peace of mind to those who are aware of the gun problem we have in our society. It still doesn't take away from the fact when, when these Killers go into places that have big old gun-free zone posters posted. They feel very confident going into those areas because they feel like they have people who are absolutely sitting ducks. 
And that's the problem I have with that. But like you say, again, this is something that has been addressed individually by the campuses. Just like you said, tech, that was already in place. So it's redundant for, for places like like double tech. check if I'm right. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah, you might want to double check that. Make sure. We'll continue this conversation. we got to get to break. If you have a thought on the subject, call us as after the break. 866-916-3776. 866-916-3776. We'll have uh, more on this subject coming up. In the meantime, Kimberly McBroom's on the way. Chilly start to your morning. We're in the low 30s right now for most of the listening area. We'll see what the rest of the week is going to hold in store weather-wise. Coming up here on The Morning Jam. Good morning. It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. Sunny and dry conditions are expected for today. I'm meteorologist Christian Johansson. After a cold start, we'll see plenty of sunshine, with temperatures warming into the mid-50s later this afternoon. We'll get increasing clouds for tonight with our temperatures right around freezing. That will play a role as we head into Wednesday morning. We'll see rain spread into the region, likely linger throughout much of the day. Expect a cold rain with highs around 40 degrees. Currently, we have 28 degrees in Danville, 32 in Bedford and Roanoke and Salem, 29 in Amherst and in Appomattox and in Lynchburg. Uh, so we've actually fallen back. We were about 32 when I came in, but we've dropped back just a little bit. Well, uh, picking up again on the subject that we were talking about, um, the Virginia Senate panel okayed some gun bills after some you know, recent campus shootings that we've dealt with, the shooting at Newport News Elementary School. We started talking a little bit about what these bills would entail. Are they you know, redundant? Are they going to make some genuine uh, changes that would be helpful and have some common sense? We have a caller on the line right now on line one good morning the doctor is here the doctor is in i'm listening hey the do- hey the doctor is in <laughs> hi <laughs> hey janet How hey are janet you hey trey hey. good good hey um joe biden was the guy who uh, actually uh brought the initial gun free zone law in into play in, in 1990 and it was later signed into law by george bush actually i thought it was clinton it wasn't clinton? oh yeah joe biden as vice president, as vice president, Joe Biden's the one that uh, you know proposed the initial law, the gun-free zone law, uh, and it, and maybe it was signed by Clinton or Bush, but Biden was the one that kind of brought it brought it up to light at the first the first time there. So wow, that was in there. But since but since then, since that's happened, most of the shoot most of the mass shootings in the United States have occurred in gun-free zones. They've that's uh, right. Know, by, they've they've yeah, ramped great, up. Yeah, by a great number, exactly. So. You know, obviously, that's one of those laws, you know, you think, all right, you're trying to make these places safer, but it's actually made things more dangerous overall. And, you know, that's 
statistically, statistically true. So, hey, one other one other thing I read recently was there's a I don't know if you've heard this, but <clears throat> a big study by Cleveland Clinics involving about fifty one thousand people uh, that was recently put out has shown that their study showed that uh, the more vaccinations for COVID you get in this study, mm-hmm. the more chance you have of getting COVID. Wow. So that's a study that that's a big study by Cleveland Clinics, you know, 51,000 people. So the people that were vaccinated the most had the most chance of coming down with COVID in the newer strains. In the newer strains, so it, which were. Isn't that interesting? So they're saying it protected you from the more dangerous strains, but it makes you more likely to get the, the less dangerous strains. That's what it looks like so far. Yeah, exactly. The right. more you're vaccinated, the more vaccinations you've had up to five now the higher the chance you have, according to this study, of getting sick with the current strains of COVID. Interesting. So, Very interesting. interesting. So, um, we also yep. had a call yesterday, um, and and I was hoping that you might have had a chance to, to chime in on that one as well. Of course, every time we okay. have a celebrity that, that dies, and they're, you know, unless they're like 100 years old, everybody's like, uh-huh. oh, it's because they got the jab. That's why they... Uh, the latest one has been Diamond, um, uh-huh. of Diamond and Silk. That, that oh yeah, yeah, that's, Diamond and Silk. Yeah, that, that's I heard why about that, yeah. that's why she died was because of the the COVID vaccination. So it, it always alarms me when people start saying things like that because then pe- some people get genuinely scared. And one of the things that I mentioned yesterday was the uh-huh. studies that are coming out showing that people have been forgoing their wellness appointments. Uh, I forget how many hundreds of thousands of people did not go on life-saving heart medications and blood pressure medications right. during the pandemic. Right. And right. Um, and I can't help but, but feel like they're kind of disregarding a lot of those factors with some of these right. situations that are happening. What are your thoughts on that? So that's true. So, I mean, you know, I think we've all read about that. And then I think that's very true that a lot of people did not get their, their important, you know, wellness checks and, you know, just regular checks up, checkups, especially those people with diabetes or heart disease or things like that. So I think that's, I think that's the big issue with the whole COVID, you know, period of time when, when people were not, you know, didn't feel safe getting out of the house and getting to the doctor. I don't, I really don't think it makes sense that um, people think they're going to die of COVID shots. I think that's, that's ridiculous. I mean, you may, you may get a little sick and have some side effects, but the important thing, like you mentioned, Janet, is that um, the you know the problem with healthcare during the COVID time was because people just didn't follow up on their regular checkups, and if mm-hmm. you don't, you know, if you don't get your follow up for your diabetes or for your high blood pressure or those things, or get your wellness checks or go to get your you know your chest checks you or, your, or your, your colonoscopy or, right. or or you know, run out of your medications, then you're at much higher risk than you know you are from getting getting COVID or getting a shot from you know getting a vaccination there's a lot of information out there though where people are convinced that that you know their their COVID shot is going to give them you know a heart defect and now they're going to have a heart attack and die because they got the COVID shot and uh, I I just think I think it's really important that we get the the proper information out there uh, about it I think that's I think you're right. the the chances of getting myocarditis from a COVID shot is pretty darn rare, and it you know it, it's more likely to occur in, in young males, um, and 
unlikely to occur in females or, you know, or the more um, mature people. Mm -hmm. So that's just not really an issue we need to worry about, things like myocarditis and so forth. You know, go get your regular wellness and checkups and your regular checkups to keep your, you know, keep yourself healthy and keep taking your regular medications. Stop eating um, crap, eat regular healthy food and move. Move. Get out there and walk. That's Move. so good. <laughs> Thanks for calling That's in right. this morning. I appreciate uh, it. You, always. You bet. All right. Bye-bye. So what I was thinking about with, with Bill Clinton was the um, the Brady Bill and the federal assault weapons ban. That's that's what I was I was thinking about. Um, was that he that he signed in. So Dr. Harp is saying it was Biden. Who, as a senator or as, when he was the, vice VP? Biden? Yeah. Um, the gun-free zones? Yeah. Uh, I guess he would have been a senator Okay. then. Uh, right? I think that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, but either uh, one thing we know for sure is once we started the gun-free zones, we started having more of, of these issues because they're not getting any any pushback you walk around and it looks good you know you look see so oh this is a gun-free zone and you think it's like this is a smoke-free zone um but it's not because bad guys don't care what the signs say sadly they're going to do whatever that they they want to do uh and an example is in the article that i was just reading about these new uh panels that these new bills that this panel is wanting to put through where they're wanting to um, ban any guns off of college campuses they want to change the measures that would ban most guns from college campuses but as we were talking about before we went into break you went to a school tech where they had already um, banned i think this law would only affect one school and it's liberty I'm pretty sure in the Commonwealth. I think there's, I think there's probably some other smaller schools that yeah, yeah, would yeah. also be, um, but like that's your, the most prominent your, one I know off the top of my head. Right, but you because they because they made it very clear if you come on this campus, our students are armed. Now mm-hmm. because it's a Christian campus, especially during the time that that was going on, that probably wasn't a bad message to send to some folks. Uh, but UVA also, uh, you know, you're not allowed to carry at uva although the interesting thing is when they went and was searching on campus housing after that incident up at uva guess what they found they found guns because people don't listen i mean you can put a sign up but they're going to do what they want to do there were a lot of people speaking out for some of these bills um there were others who were saying, you know, some of these things are already in place and this is redundant and not being very useful. It's just kind of a show. Um, now, one of the amended bills would require anyone possessing a gun in a residence that has a child must keep the firearm and ammunition for it in a locked container. And those found in violation. Oh, is that not a rule already? Sorry. That would was, be subject to a class four misdemeanor punishable by a fine of not more than $250. If you are a responsible gun owner, you keep your guns out of the reach of children. However, with the case in Newport News, that family insists that the gun was in the mother's closet over six feet high 
with the trigger lock that required a key and they don't have any idea how that child got access to a weapon how like how is that not a rule already like and you're right like and again when it comes to guns for me believe in the second amendment but i also believe we need to treat this like and we had a discussion off the air treat it like getting a car or like getting your driver's license where like you you're like you have to have a quote unquote gun license like a hunting license where right. you have to go through like an educational course right. and you have to go through like the physical like and, and conceal carry you do yeah have to go through that you have to have you you have to have a license in order to do that like it should be it but, it should but, be difficult to get a gun in this country that doesn't mean that in the best possible like i mean that in the best possible way right but when you were a little kid and you were driving your granddad's car around the farm, you didn't have a license. I didn't do that. You, oh, I you had no didn't? farm to go to. Okay, well, you didn't. So you never drove a car until you okay, went well, through. Technically, yeah, I did. Of I drove. You did. Well, I sat on my dad. Well, I drove the car on the beach. Of course you did, because most kids do. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same thing is true, especially in the South. Um, you know, you learn to handle a gun. You learn that you do not point guns at people ever. Loaded, unloaded. Uh, I shot a rifle when I was a kid. You don't that, do that. I, I got the rifle merit badge. But at the same time, you know, if you've got parents who are... are and I can't, I can't help but feel like this family is lying. That this gun... I don't believe the gun was six feet above the head on a shelf with a lock on the trigger i don't believe it i just don't believe it's true um but how do you prove that you know uh some people are saying these measures would infringe on a parent's ability to make a decision about uh when a child is responsible enough to access a gun there have been stories about you know uh 12 year olds who have stopped bad guys you know with a gun our guns we have a gun safe but now we also have guns you know, that we can access pretty readily uh, if someone comes into our home. But we don't have any little kids in the house either. And Rogan doesn't have opposable thumbs. If he did, he'd really <laughs> have to lock everything up. So there's that. Um, here, we've got another caller. Uh, good morning. You're on the morning jam. Hi. Hey, good morning. Your uh, youthful co-host there kind of kind of brought a point home when he's talking about just, you know, we should have, some kind of licensing if you own a gun and uh, i couldn't agree more uh likewise some religions are very dangerous so i think muslims should have a license to practice uh misinformation and free speech is quite dangerous so if you want to stand on the sidewalk with a sign i think you should have a background check and a license and it should be able to be limited and do you see where i'm going here with that no other right carries a licensing uh you know, requirement. If it carries a licensing requirement, it's not a right. So, uh, no, it's it's well, quite clear. Shall not be infringed. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, driving does have you do have a have to have a license with that, and that is one hundred percent and completely wrong. Really? Every every yes. Okay. Tell everyone. Sit there and tell me. When was the first time your earliest memory? Of someone telling you driving is a privilege, not a right. And everybody goes, well, my dad, when I tried to borrow the car. Mm -hmm. It's not in the law. Licensing for driving 
uh, originally started out as commercial activity only. And there's some A1 nut jobs out there that took that principle and run hard with it, uh, the uh, sovereign citizen movement, and they're, they're a little weird. But the basis of the law that they're acting on is actually valid. But you convince any state or locality to give up all the money that comes with vehicle licensing and registration. Right. Uh, well, same thing is true with marriage. There was never a marriage yeah. license. And, yeah. And here's, here's the thing. When the Founding Fathers were talking about the freedom to travel, it was considered so obvious they didn't have to spell it out specifically. In the Confederate states, their Constitution, they did spell it out specifically. And you have to ask yourself, okay, how does how, the right to travel have some sort of privilege assigned to it? You know, was, you know, on foot on private property is okay, but if you take a horse and carriage down a public road, well, horses and carriages are dangerous. They can run away from you, and we need licensing and, and testing for that. No, that was never the case. It's just, uh, you know, textbook mission creep from the government. Little fee here, little fee there. Here, fee, there, fee, everywhere, fee, fee. I know. Yeah. So, yeah, there is the the right to travel includes driving, and it's it's not supposed to be licensed. Interesting. All right. Well, thank you for calling in this morning. I appreciate it. All right. Bye-bye. We'll continue the conversation. Got to go to break now. Thanks for listening to The Morning Jam. The Morning Jam with Janet on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the Morning Jam. It's time for Janet's Five and Dine on the Morning Jam. Give her five minutes and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight. Five and Dine is brought to you by our friends at FNL Market where their meats are a cut above and where starting tomorrow they will have uh, a grade A large eggs for $3.99 a dozen. So that's a pretty good price right now, but they won't be until tomorrow, but you'll be able to run in and and pick those up. Today's recipe is light and delicious. It's a sesame chicken cabbage crunch salad that you can whip up in a flash. You're going to start with some boneless, skinless chicken breast, and you're going to season it with some low sodium soy sauce. Uh, or you can use the aminos if you're you know, trying to avoid the soy. Uh, some garlic, some brown sugar, a little tahini and sesame oil, rice vinegar, some fresh ginger or the ginger in the tube, and some sesame seeds and red pepper flakes. You're basically going to make a marinade for that chicken. You're going to stir fry it really quick in your skillet. And then you're going to make a salad with some green and red cabbage, some green onions, cilantro, carrots, red pepper, throw in some jalapenos, and then you're going to top it with this dressing made with sesame oil, some olive oil, a little bit of soy, rice vinegar, pure maple syrup, some garlic and fresh ginger. And if you want it to be a creamy dressing, you can toss in a little tahini or uh, cashew or almond butter and shake that up and serve it over top. If you really want to get fancy, toss it with some sliced almonds and some uh, sesame seeds, maybe a little extra cilantro and crispy wonton strips super yummy and it's good the next day too because the cabbage stays nice and crunchy whereas if you make a salad out of lettuce not so much really want to see the recipe go to facebook type in janet's five and dine and you'll find this recipe and all the recipes that we share and it's brought to you by fnl market where their meats are a cut above well we were talking about these these gun laws 
and uh, some of the things that they're wanting to to change uh, with some gun bills that got pushed through yesterday in the Commonwealth. Uh, we had a listener who called in and doesn't seem to think that guns need to, you don't need to have a license to have a gun. He doesn't think you need a license to drive a car either. Uh, he says that's just another way for the government to get money. I don't know that I necessarily agree with that, and I will tell you why. There may have been a time that I actually would have agreed with you on that, but there are some folks out there, and I had a situation with a family member who had quite a few uh, health issues and um, had a tendency to have seizures and was hell-bent on driving, just was going to drive. And it was very dangerous for them them to drive a car. And I think with situations like that, that's when a process like that can really work. Same thing with my dad when he got Alzheimer's. That was the most difficult thing to to take away from him. And um, but it, it had to happen for his own safety and the safety of other people. Um, and there was no way he could pass a test anymore. And uh, so having that expire and, and having that took place, as painful as it was, was useful. So I don't know that I, I necessarily agree with the driving thing, but I do get the point that he was making. 866-916-3776 is our toll-free number. Um, Cree Deeds is one really, really pushing for this. Not that that's a, a big surprise. Um but there are others who who said, you know, this is infringing uh, for sure. A range of advocates did testify in support of the bill, including some gun control organizations and a representative from the Roanoke Public Schools. Um, DJ Spiker, a lobbyist for the NRA, said the language of the bill doesn't pass muster because there are workarounds like videos that help kids figure out how to access secure guns. There's no such thing as inaccessible to a minor, he said. So we'll see how this progresses through. I don't know that there's anything particularly new with this. They did advance a range of other bills, including a measure that would ban the carrying of certain what they call semi-automatic weapons in public areas and restrict the purchase or sale of assault firearms made after July 1, 2023. So that's an example of something where they're wanting to phase them out altogether, um, looks like. So that's the kind of, of, those are the ones we need to look at carefully and look at that wording to see what's really going on there because that's when they get sneaky peats is when they're doing that stuff so we need to look that up and read it for sure coming up after the top of the hour we're going to be talking with cj sailor he's with americans for prosperity and it's going to be talking about their goals for 2023 we'll talk a little bit about what they accomplished in 2022 as well leading into that interview and it, that's going to be coming up after our CBS News break. Also, Bill Trafiro coming to us from the Roanoke News Desk with all the information you need to get your Tuesday started here on The Morning Jam.
You're listening to the Virginia Talk Radio Network, 100.9 WIQO Forest and 106.3 WMNA-FM Greta Danville.